This is FoxCast OT, a podcast for clinicians made by clinicians. It's brought to you by Fox Rehabilitation. Find out more at foxrehab.org. Uh, welcoming back Tipa Snow to the program. Tipa, welcome back to the uh, to the show. We're excited to to bring you back on. I am excited to be here. Always good to be with Fox Rehab for uh, sure. We we are very excited because we get to share you, and uh, we had you on the podcast before, but now we get to do something which I know is near and dear to your heart, which is more of the live, more of the interactive. And in this COVID world, the interactivity and live and in person is very much like a webinar. We've got one with you going on called Specialized dementia care and considerations in a COVID-19 world. It's such a unique world we're living in where we're doing this. We are. And you know, the hard part is we're doing it without reasonable guidance. And I'm going to be upfront and say it. The biggest challenge I think everyone is facing is that the people who wrote the rules have absolutely no idea what they're, what they're doing when it comes to dementia which is really sad. I think we're at the now what phase of, okay, we know, we kind of know which way the wind's blowing. We have these people we care for. How do we now pivot and provide the best care while we're in this COVID-19 world? Yeah, exactly. And so I think, you know, one of the really important things is just to pause and acknowledge and, you know, I'm working hard to see if I can't get some leaders all the way up the top of the chain to go, whoa, wait a minute. We sort of did a stumble here. Because we thought these folks were like, you know, other people who could retain information, hold on to the reality that, oh, it's dangerous to touch and learn new skills and be able to receive care without needing care when they feel like they need it, even though we just gave care. But they don't get that in, in relationships, in communities, not because of just physical illnesses, but also because I need guidance and assistance to fill my day, to... Uh, fill a minute to fill an hour. I, I need people. It's part of why I'm where I'm at. That is sort of, we've, we've got to deal with interpretations of guidelines and help people who are interpreting guidelines in a rigid, inflexible way to take a step back and go, that's not working. Have you seen the statistics on people who are living in communities? And it's not because people are doing a bad job or they're not trying to follow your guidelines. They are. The guidelines don't work for some of the people that you've put in that category. Right. I mean, and that's a reality. And so that's some of the stuff we're going to be doing is, okay, so let's stop thinking that the doorway to somebody's bedroom is the answer. It's not. It's just like the door to a locked unit isn't the answer. It's what happens in that bedroom, but what also what happens at that doorway and providing care providers with better tools on reducing the risk of someone interacting in a way that puts another person at risk, but also helps them get their needs met so they know that we're meeting their needs, not putting them in prison for no good reason and do anything. The webinar, just so you know, is free and open. We uh, we have some some limited supply just in, in terms of how many people can, can come and, and watch this presentation live. So if you're interested, I do urge you to sign up now. You can do it at foxrehab.org. We will go live on Tuesday, May 12th at noon in uh, the Eastern time zone. Who do you think is the best person to attend this? There's a couple different audiences that I think fit, right? Yeah. Absolutely. This topic is just so important to the hands-on providers, but it's also important to the planners and the organizers and the people who are going to be somehow involved in this world trying to figure this thing out because of the restrictions that have been placed on their participation and volunteers. 
So, I, you know, I actually don't know, and surveyors, <laughs> I don't actually think there's anybody who shouldn't be part of this, because if we don't start communicating with each other more effectively, we end up in arguments or disagreements right. when we're all seeking the same outcome, which is good quality living um, with reduced risk for COVID spread. None of us are seeking anything but that. But the question is, how do you do that when one or more of the people involved has brain failure that's inconsistent? Can't count on it from one hour to the next, one minute to the next. That was already the case. And now I've put this on top of it. So, you know, how do I help somebody who isn't going to keep a mask on? I don't care what you do. And is certainly not going to be able to tolerate or do hand washing the way it's been recommended. So what are our strategies for helping people reduce the risk? Um, Not maybe eliminate, but you know, if you're alive, there's risk. If you're dead, it doesn't matter anymore. (laughs) So, I mean, there is no risky living. I mean, living is risk. So it's managing risk, not avoiding all risk because you can't. That's definitely one of the takeaways that that I still remember from the first time we had you on this podcast. And communication strategy is definitely something you need to pay attention to. That's one of the the main topics to be addressed during this webinar on May 12th, communication strategies. While wearing PPE is definitely something that uh, needs to be paid attention to across the board. Patient-based infection control considerations such as hand hygiene, we're back to the basics. Yeah, and here's the trick. We think we're better at things than we are. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we can't see what we can't see. And, and this thing called COVID is so doggone sneaky. I mean, it's much more viable for longer on surfaces that historically we didn't need to worry about it after a short window of time. I mean, the virus died. But now we're finding out this little sucker is very you know, it's very tolerant for hanging out in places. However, it's very intolerant of soap or alcohol. So I mean, it's really causing us to be more careful in some ways, and yet not as fearful. I really feel that we have to strike a better balance of taking care about care, but not being fearful to offer care or to get in communication or to make connections. Because this this thing is a lot less capable of staying alive when we use simple techniques. And how do I help somebody who doesn't understand what I'm trying yeah. to do, do the motion? And it turns out visual cueing is critical, but it has to be in parallel and in the visual range of the person I'm cueing. Me showing somebody something, a space and a place and using words that are muffled behind a mask is more likely to result in, I don't know what you're, leave me alone, get out of here. And it pushed me away, then it invite me into the world. And yet that very action of touching me... <laughs> increases my risk that I now have something on me I've got to go deal with before I deal with another person or you know I'm that I'm the silent person who's going around spreading things around even though I personally didn't do anything. Yeah, the goal really with this webinar is to share some tactical information to help support both the health healthcare providers choosing to provide care and the individuals who live with those that need care in all their different settings. You know, one thing that popped up to me that I saw that'll be addressed in this webinar, activity engagement and the importance of maintaining a routine. I, I feel like this uh-huh. applies to everybody, myself included, now that a lot of time is spent <laughs> at home, you need to get into a routine or you'll just, you know, you'll you kind of get lost. You will either get lost or you will be hyper-focused on things that tend to increase your anxiety, your yeah. sense of being out of control, Guilty, or yeah. spending way too much time in one position looking at one thing and then being surprised that you're stiff and you're sore and your amygdala, which is your primitive system, is going, 
um, because it's not getting anything it likes once or needs. Definitely guilty of that, especially the first couple of days. And I know myself, oh. I, I work remotely a lot or, or out on the road. Uh-huh. So I, I should be used to this, but now not being able to leave, <laughs> you know, a few mile radius of my home or, you know, it's definitely affecting me. Imagine Char- being stuck in a in a room that was never designed to be a world. It was designed right. to be a place you should sleep until we wake you up or you get up and then you go eat somewhere and then you go engage somewhere and then you go to the bathroom somewhere and then you come back into this space. But it was never ever meant to be a world and we're trying to make it be a world and it's it's like that's not okay i mean we truly have imprisoned people who have cognitive impairment and we haven't provided even humane treatment and it's because of the demands being placed on us not because people don't want to right um so we have to sort of break the bonds and sort of say whoa 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 hang on there's a way to do this that's safer than what we're doing now because what we're doing now is quite dangerous to people Absolutely. Safer, better, getting better outcomes. That's always the goal. Yeah. How do we do this with this, this Not losing problem? ground because of inactivity and not practicing skills. The rehab folks know about this stuff. I mean, it's called disuse atrophy. Only when it's dementia, it's called permanent disability if we're not careful. Well said. Uh, excited for this. Um, if you had uh, you know, 10 seconds to tell someone why they need to make sure they come to this webinar, what would you say to get them on there at noon on May 12th with us? I would say if you're not there, you're not serving your clients, your residents, and the people you really care about and love or your profession well. So be part of the answer, not part of the problem. Love that. Uh, You can register for that webinar right now at foxrehab.org. And again, May 12th, that's on Tuesday at noon. Uh, Space is limited. We're about uh, close to 200, a little more now than our max is 500. But I'm telling you, this is going to fill up as it gets closer to, uh, I would suggest you reserve a spot there now before it runs out. And if you want more more information about Tipa and all the different things that she talks about and all the different uh, things that she shares, both online uh, and things you can get in person, make sure to visit at her website. It is tipasnow.com. Tipa, very excited for this. Excited to see what, how the audience is going to react and what they're going to be able to do with it. That's the important part. Absolutely. Ooh, so if at all possible, make sure you can see what's going on because, mm-hmm. oh, you know me. <laughs> it's not about the not about the slides. It's about the interaction. That's great. All right, we're excited, pumped to bring you in, and really wanna really wanna make sure we get this good information, these good, good tactical pieces out to those who are r- responsible for cares for those living with dementia. Yeah. So excited! Thanks so much for doing this with us. My pleasure. It'll be great to get together. Thanks for listening to Foxcast OT, a clinically excellent podcast. It's brought to you by Fox Rehabilitation. Fox clinicians work hard, love their work, and get the respect they deserve. Sound good? Then you'll love the autonomy to work in your own style and the support you get to achieve excellence. Plus, freedom and flexibility to have a personal life. Whether it's your first day or you've been around for a while, your contribution is acknowledged and rewarded. That's what makes Fox a success. Happy, well-trained clinicians make great healthcare. Are you a fit for Fox? Find out now at foxrehab.org.